boy, look at our tetter squad We just got on a pitch and we set it off I used to just wanna get top four But we're up now and I want a lot more If we quit now, it was all for nothing They talk big but we call them bluffing We can call no more discussion This season's all or nothing What's up people, welcome or welcome back to the Cannon Club podcast. Myself, Mex, reporting here for Cannon Club duty alongside my co-host Paul. What are you saying, Paul? I'm good, my bro, as per, as per, what are you telling me? I'm good, man. Um, we've had a good weekend here in the UK, weather-wise anyway, like it's, it's been all right. Down my neck of the woods anyway, I don't know for you, yeah. as you've been saying. Yeah, no, it's all calm, bro. It's calm, like. Yeah, yeah, sun's been out, sun's out today. I'm looking at the clear blue skies. You know what I mean? It was a beautiful day yesterday. As Man United lost as well. We love that. We love that. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was. Um, I took my took my boy to a fun fair, but I was watching it on my phone, innit? Mm. Um, yeah, that that goal, <laughs> the gun, <laughs> bro. I literally, I just sat down. I had some. I got some wings. I had some. I had just like a little cider. Literally sat down. I was taking the first swing. And I just, yeah, good to <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what? The goal was a banger, like. Brilliant goal. Like, Brilliant honestly, goal. if any Brilliant any dream goal. of him coming to Arsenal on a free transfer, I think oh. it's just, it's been scrapped now, like. No, 100%, 100%. I mean, the contract's expiring, right, with him. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm Guardiola, I'm like, big man, like, listen, I, I don't know what I need to do to tell you to just, if you want to go back to Dortmund, you know what I mean? Go somewhere else. Like, you can't let someone like that who looks like he's still playing, like he's ready to go another two, three seasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. End of season, Gundogan is a different kettle of fish, man. He's, he's and that's like, and that's the thing. Like, I literally rarely hear of him during the season. But yeah. come April, this guy is alive. It's like, I need to ensure um, this team get over the line. Yeah. <laughs> like, I tend to use my own hand okay. sort of thing. And you know what? I, for a long time, maybe was it last season or the season before, I always thought that when company left, De Bruyne was the captain. Likewise. And then it's, but it's actually Gundogan. And I was just like, yo, he's really on this captain fantastic thing. But he never comes across like, you know, the leader of the group. Like I just literally, my head goes straight to De Bruyne. And he, he does wear the captain's armband sometimes. But like you said, like, you don't really hear of Gundogan during the season. He pops up with a couple goals here and there. Come April... Brother, man says, yeah, okay, cool. I need to remind, remind you guys who I am. And boy, does he, yeah, top quality player. If, I mean, I wasn't really, a, not that I was against it, but I just thought, oh, like, how are we going to replace a 30, 29-year-old with a 32-year-old and say he's going to do a better job per se? But, yo, bring him. <laughs> bring him, guys. <laughs> bring him. I mean, ultimately, we've, we've been talking about, you know, we still need an improvement on Xhaka. Like, mm, yes, yeah. stay. We would like him to stay, but we still yeah. need someone else in front of him, innit? Like, there's, there's Ilki Gundogan. Like, there's no re- reason where, yeah, if he even comes and does Jacker's role, mm. like, we have Champions League football. We still need yeah. bodies in there. Right? Bodies, words, so, words. Yeah, it's, it's, mm. it's crazy. It was a great goal. Obviously, he scored a second as well from uh, yeah. the corner move. Um, yeah, and, um, Look, this isn't a, a Gundogan Park podcast. This is not a Man City <laughs> podcast, but Trust me, yeah. you know what it is? It's an Arsenal podcast. And because of United's failure mm-hmm. to, to win the FA Cup, mm-hmm. United have almost gifted Arsenal an opportunity at, um, do I call it a trophy, a, a shield? 
Bro, you know what? They need to they need to revamp this community shield thing and make it what it is, which is a super cup. Mm. You know what I mean? It's the same way in a sense, because it's not as big, but it's the same way you've got Europa League versus winner versus Champions League winner. This is the Premier League winner versus the FA Cup winner, the two biggest trophies in Europe. You know what I mean? In Europe, sorry. In the Prem. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. So it should be like a, oh, you know, a big game tie-off, and but they may have a season opener, you get a little shield, fun day out. No, this is meant to be like a, you know what I mean? It's like a series. I don't know why it's not. I, the, the branding around it is shit. That's, that's basically it for me personally but yeah I'm, I'm quite excited about that for me it's another chance to get a trophy yes it's not respected but it's still something you know what i mean so yeah thanks united <laughs> trust yeah your incapabilities although I, I will i will say you know mm. they were very unlucky at times um mm. they put up a better fight than we did against city at any point over the matches we had with city this season yeah um but they lost in it, so I don't care. And <laughs> and I'm here for a City treble. I've been saying it like I've, yeah. I I do like City. Um, I've, I've I've liked them since they started doing whatever they're on. Um, you know, all the miss back. I've I've always yeah. liked. City. And for for me, like these teams, like they need the crowning, like mm. of the treble and all of that to say yeah, like to go down in history to say we were did one of the best teams or in the land at this time mm. and where we've seen liverpool fall short to city in the last five years or so on several occasions um arsenal have obviously fallen short to city on, on in this past year like at the same time it it soothes the pain for me to be able to say we lost to the best team in the land. Like I hear, yeah, like like not just like oh the best team in your league, as in like the best team in the whole of Europe, the whole of the world. Yeah, you know what I mean. We got bested by them. You know, I can take that one. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. It's good for our narrative, but generally, I think they're in that echelon, and they should have copped at least. This should be at least the second Champions League. I mean, yes. there's a couple seasons where they faltered at just wrong times. They they should have beaten Chelsea in the final yeah. that year when they got knocked out to Lyon or was it Marseille, like Marseille or something and Pep did some madness with the formation. Mm. Yeah, they've had previous years they should have been there, but hey-ho. I'm sure right now, bar Lukaku turning up <laughs> and he doesn't even start. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't see how they don't how they do not do it, but yeah. I, I used to really like Inter Milan as a club. I think back in like, um, you know, 06, 07, 08, like okay. them times into Milan were just yeah. different players they had. Like, okay. I don't know now if they've got the the shithousery in them to at least from that point of view mm. stop T. Yeah. Because that might be their only yeah, ad- their only hope in hell that they can stop this C team because yeah. Right now, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking you might as well start etching City's name on that trophy because into Milan, like their route to the final, no one knows how they even got there. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, I watched the because I'm a I'm a Milan fan more, so I'm an AC Milan fan more than Inter. Mm-hmm. I respect both of them, and I watched the the return leg, and they both looked like I was just like, I the Premier League is so much, but like the football, the spaces that players were being given, I was just like, this is. Oh my gosh, Man City, even if it was Madrid, you know, prior to that, I was like, wait, yeah, I didn't know because they were, I think they went first, but 
yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, City or Madrid are going to absolutely tear through these men. Like you said, you never know what can happen in the final, but yeah, if there's no like, you know, oh, quick fire first goals from Inter, you know, and then they just go into a deep block, even that, I don't know if it's going to save them, but mm. you never know. We've seen crazier things happen. Boy, um, back to the community shield for a sec, yeah. yeah. You were obviously saying this, the, the branding of it is very poor in this country, right? Mm. I'm sure the Spanish league have like yeah. Spanish Super Cup or something, right? Yeah, Copa del Rey winner versus La Liga, I believe. Um, and is the trophy yeah. called the Spanish Super Cup? I think so. I think it is called that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I can maybe it's got some obviously like a Spanish name, but yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's that in its essence. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Like most of the top leagues have something like that. Yeah, you know. So I just think, yeah, this it sounds like a charity match. Community yeah. Shield, like it, yeah, yeah. it's just like you know, like oh yeah, you know, because you guys happen to win the league and happen to win the FA Cup, why don't you guys just play a match and you know, it's and it's quite competitive. I remember I went to one Community Shield match, um, the one where we beat Chelsea, I think, uh, Oxley Chamberlain scored, yeah, and the players are playing really hard. You know, I mean, this is it's a good way to set off your season, and it's you know, especially when you're playing these teams which are you kind of got the rivalry with. I just the branding could have been, it could be so much better. You know, play it at night, get some music in, like, you know, some, I don't know, some community shield type, you know, it just, it could be a lot better. It could be a lot better, but, you know, and that's why it's not respected. People be like, oh, yeah, we won community shield and FA Cup this year. And people be like, ah, oh, don't talk about that community shield. Like, what's that? Oh, you, you just, it's a given. It's like, no, you have to earn the right to play that match to get an extra, you know, it's the same way where, like, I don't rate the, the, what's the, the Club World Championship after you win the Champions League. That is the biggest bunt, like, <laughs> It's it's so it's so some air fake, to me. Some fake World Cup trophy. Something, yeah. Oh yeah, bring from the best champions from each um, continent or whatever. It's just like yo, just give the Champions League winners the trophy already. Like, mm. but people be counting that, saying yeah, they won Champions League. So I think it's be. I don't know. I don't even know to be honest. I think you can only count the likes of the Club World Championship. You can only count the likes of the Community Shield if you have won other trophies during the season. Like if you yeah, I guess so, a, yeah. a picture of everything you've won during the season and Community Shield and Club mm. World Championship is there as well. Calm, cool, yeah. fine. Okay. But don't only win the Community Shield and then to come and take first team picture with just your, your shield in the middle. Like that's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, I, I hear that. At this current state where it's, like you said, the, the press for it is very poor. Like, mm. yeah, that's very embarrassing. Don't do that. Yeah, no, yeah, I hear that completely. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that'd be very embarrassing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure us maybe Arsenal, some other clubs have done that in the past, but yeah, yeah without anything no. else, it's it don't really mean much. Like yeah. so, um, what was I gonna say? So obviously, like we're saying, Arsenal have now made it to this match with Man City to be mm. played the the curtain raiser as they call it for the new season. Mm. Obviously, we're we're very, you know, we're probably still very far from knowing what our first eleven will look like next season. Mm -hmm. Um same as Man City if what any kind of adjustments they make or players they may lose how important is it for you that we win the community shield being against Man City more so than mm. rather than the the shield itself I think it's super important I I you know if it was against anyone else I mean it would just be more bragging rights mm. because if it was Chelsea and we lost or if it was United and we lost you know It'd just be more, uh, they got one over on us. But because City, they don't get one over on us. They are over us, you know. They, you know, it's, I think it's a mental thing. And especially knowing that 
they beat us in the title, they caught us, you know, again, and we don't win there, we don't win at home, we don't win in the Cups. I mean, they beat us, what, four times, three times last season? FA Cup and the two Premier And the two, yeah, you know, three times and we scored two goals and they scored... I don't want like six or seven, seven. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like eight or maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've beaten City before in the FA Cup. But I think that was the last time in the league. I think they were saying 2015. I think it's just important that we start getting over that, breaking that duck because we did it with Liverpool at home. We got a draw against them when we went away and we felt like we did enough to get the win. But with City, we're not even close yet, you know. Um, and I think if I was Arteta, I'd be treating that game like, you know, a real, like, let's let's show them that, yeah, like, okay, this ain't a three points thing, but right now we got to show you that this is what you're going to encounter when you when you see us, you know, we're a different team. Hopefully we've got new players who are going to bolster the squad. I would definitely be taking that as a very important cup match, you know. I wouldn't go there and be trying, you know, party out right back you know, unless we see in preseason and it slaps or something. But you get what I'm saying. I don't want to see any experiments. I just want to see strongest 11 available, go out and, and get get the dub because, yeah, we just can't keep losing to City. I think the players are, yeah, it's just in a mental block now, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah I, th- I think um, it's very much that. Set the set the mood, set the tempo. Right. Um, you know, we have to let these guys know that okay, it's for it's for the community shield, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we can get one over you. So that when that inevitable first prem game between the two clubs happens, it's like, okay, remember what these lot done to us last time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. if Arsenal if Arsenal win the community shield, it'll be sitting mm-hmm. and say, yeah, remember what these guys done to us last time we played. Yeah, it was for the community shield, but they beat us. I I, I think some you know we beat Chelsea in last season's preseason, 4-0. Yeah. And like we've said, we didn't know that Chelsea would go on to be so bad this season. Mm. But, you know, we then beat Chelsea 1-0 at their place. We then beat Chelsea, was it 3-0 at home? 3-1. 3 at ours. Yeah. And it's like, you're a non-factor now. We've yeah. we've swept to the side. And I'm not saying that that same mental block exists with Chelsea, but over the years, it has been a lot more even in, in the last few years anyway. Obviously, Drogba days, then man used to slap us up. But like, now it's been a lot more tit for tat, a lot more even. And obviously, as of last season, mm. we, we beat them every, every time they were presented to us. And it's yeah. that same kind of thing. It's not to say if we beat Man City in Community Shield, we'll beat them in the league, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's to show the players you can do this. Yeah, they're not immortal. You know what I mean? Not immortal. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, trust me. You need to show that they can bleed, you know? Um, you've seen other teams do it, lesser teams than us, and I think it's it's high time we just started to really get a couple over on them and just show them that you know, yeah, we can go toe to toe with you guys, and and we can we can get that we can get the win, you know, especially at home. I think it's so important next season. You know, it was important this season as well, but this season as well. I mean, I think this this home game we played, we played really really well. Um, I think they just they soaked up the pressure. Again, there was chances where we could have done with like a Gundogan. I know Xhaka got into some good positions. You know, at the end of the day, we just didn't have enough. But yeah, I I still feel like they've just got a different level. They've got a level they can go to, which we can't get to at the moment. And I think Arteta said as much because that uh, away game was just, yeah, we got absolutely roasted. Yeah, it was different level. But um, yeah, man, we need to. We need to. 
start getting that, that, those wins. I'm intrigued to see how we play them when we have everyone. No Saliba missing or Partey mm. or Gabriel Jesus, which was the issue in the three matches we played them. At least one of them man were missing. We're missing, yeah. So if we can get a clean run at them, mm. again, it's not to say we'll win, but you know, you have to be at your brilliant best to beat C. This is the thing. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, it's, I mean, the team is formidable. We saw them rotate basically their entire team and beat Chelsea in those last <laughs> games of the season. I couldn't so, believe yeah. Yeah. Like, they're that good. So, to have a fighting chance, you need to have, ideally, your first 11. And then yeah. they, they probably still need to mess up on the day. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I think it's it's important that we use this community shield as, like, see it somewhat as the first trophy. And that, yeah, it's against Man City. Let's just try and take a trophy from them, almost, mm-hmm. whether yeah. they care about it or not. Um, You know, last season, we saw Liverpool beat them in the community shield. Yeah. Um, that was when um, Liverpool were saying, "Oh, you know, we got the big new signing in Nunes, and City mm-hmm. were launching Haaland, and Haaland was particularly poor in that match, if I remember." Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it didn't really mean nothing because of Liverpool mm-hmm. when they finished in the season and what Man City are on the brink of doing right now. But yeah, yeah, it's an opportunity. It's definitely an opportunity to, like you say, um, you know, mm-hmm. release the shackles and all of that kind definitely. of thing. It's the demons. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I just just lastly, I think I just wanted to add with um, with City. I just feel like they're you know we're we're getting to a place where they're kind of you know their players are getting old. De Bruyne is not managing ninety minutes like he used to be. You know, I think he was the first sub yesterday. Um, there's definitely lack of vulnerability, maybe with the age of their players, but just the the state of it. And obviously, they've got the money to re up. And who's not want to? Who's not going to want to go to City? You yeah. know. Um, but I just think there is an opportunity and I think we'll just be really beside ourselves if we're just being unable to really assert ourselves over them. You know, our team's younger. Yes, we lack an experience, but I think we can make that up with the with the youthfulness um, that we have. And obviously we've got, you know, Pep Junior um, in the dugout. So, yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely something I guess we'll talk more on um, once we know what our squad is going to look like. Um, mm. Plus time and you know what their squad is going to look like and as the season the new 2023-2024 season kicks off um but let's let's do some squad news um it's been um a bit of an eventful week um i guess with some good news and some shaky news uh let's start with the good news of the week um it seems as if it came out um, via David Ward's scene that Mill Smith Rowe um, isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mill Smith Rowe is going to be at Arsenal. Arsenal aren't putting him into the transfer market or anything like that. Uh-huh. Uh, um, and Arsenal clearly still have plans for a Mill Smith Rowe mm-hmm. in the club. So the main question we want to look at and address here is what is his role? I would imagine if. If Arsenal have said, we are keeping you, uh-huh. there is something in mind for him. The, now, historically, we have messed this up, though. Yeah, I maybe two seasons-ish ago, maybe, we said to um, Ainsley Ma- Maitland-Niles, you're not leaving, we're keeping you. He ended up doing nothing for maybe six months or whatever, and then he went mm-hmm. on, that's when he went on load to Roma. 
mm-hmm. um, won the Conference League or something. But yeah, um, they never had a plan for him, although they mm-hmm. were keeping you around. I hope they've learned their lesson. I hope they have a plan for Smith Rowe because he is obviously a terrific player that we all want to see embedded into this this squad. Um, do you believe they have a role for him and they know his position? And what do, what do you think is Emil Cicero's best position? And then maybe where Arsenal will, will play him? I mean, we can always hypothesise about false nine and left eight, um, you know, but really he plays off the left. I think he can play off both personally, but I think, I think his best position is still going to be left wing because that's where we've seen him do what he's done for us. Um, now, obviously, when you mention left wing, it's Martinelli right now. Mm-hmm. And nobody at this moment in time is displacing him. I think we've spoken previously about maybe what Smith Rowe should be thinking about um, heading into this season um, and how he should be approaching preseason. Um, but I think it's really for him to really actually, if I was him, I'd be, you know, saying, listen, um, Mikel, or boss, gaffer, whatever they call him. Like, when can we have time to sit down and really talk about my future and where you see me and just really get an idea of what do you think, where do you think I can I can help this team? Because he's got the 10 on his back. He was integral previous season, you know, second top goal scorer, and he was still, you know, hampered by injuries then. He's definitely an immense talent. I think it's just really maybe under seeing his availability because I think that's been the biggest determinant of his career and in trying to involve him in plans because it's one thing to say all right they sit down and you say you know what I think you could do a job at left day or on the left wing making like covering for Martinelli because regardless of that being Martinelli's position he's still playing too many minutes in my opinion and we have quality in Smith Rowe but if you have this conversation and then come game six, he's done another thing to his groin or, you know, another something like that, then I think this is such a massive season for him. If he doesn't show availability, even I would be saying, you know what, let Villa take him for Faye, you know, because we can't have somebody taking up space like that, especially someone of quality. It's different from an El Nenny because you know his, you know what he's going to give you. This guy can give you Smith Rowe, his ceiling could give us, you know, he he could be amazing. He is he is a great player. I guess the other thing again is giving him someone up top to work with. We haven't really seen him with um, Jesus at all, really, and see how they would work and their chemistry, um, even how he would cope with Zinchenko inverting. Can he do that by himself? You know, because he's not Martinelli. He's not like a he's a he can sprint, but he's not relentless in that sense. He's not going to be up and down like him. So. Do we need a different type of striker? Do we need someone who's going to be able to post up more so he can kind of use them as a wall to bounce off passes and, you know, he's good in and around the box? So all these questions need to be answered, but really the most important and pressing one is, are you going to be fit, mate? You know, and it's for him to kind of, again, go away and use the resources, which I'm sure have no end, to say, what can I do to stay fit? What can I do to be here for like, you know, 90, 95% of the season because there are going to be opportunities. And same way, going back to what Ornstein said about him staying, again, it depends on what his actual, what the role is they see for him. Him staying, again, doesn't mean you're going to be first off the bench. Start making those incremental steps, you know. Let me be the first sub. 
you know, let me be the first person that he thinks of when someone's out, you know, regardless of where it is across the front three, because Trossard's there, Trossard's taking his minutes. We're thinking about bringing in someone else for Saka. We don't know, that person might be able to play on both sides. Nelson now has been stepping up as well. He plays on the left, he can play on the right. So he's got to look at these people he's got to overcome as well as, you know, just, just, just get fit. And I'm not saying that like as if it's something he's not, you know, striving for. Yeah. But, you know, you hear in the grapevine, you know, that he's he's partial to a cheeky Nando's and, and a bit of chocolate. And I heard of the documentary, you know, and again, I'm not here to, you know, I'm not here to judge anyone's lifestyle, but mm-hmm. you, you just hope that he's doing everything in his power to, you know, to, to be a factor at the club because he's got that tin on his back and, you know, I don't even know. I think about the 10 and, you know, you think about some of the players who have worn it. You just think it's just not a number you, you hold lightly, you know, um, and we hold him in high regard. He's one of our own. He's held end. Um, held end, sorry. Um, yeah, I just I just hope he can stay fit. And then if he can stay fit, you know, and I know he did towards the end of the season, but I think it's, it was it was hard for Arteta to break up a winning system. So yeah. I don't even know if I've answered the question. I think, but I think <laughs> ultimately left wing, he could definitely come in and out for 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 Martinelli or you know rotating for games. Maybe this left eight thing. Personally, I don't see it there. Um, yeah, but who knows? I yeah, fitness like you're saying is paramount. Mm. Like obviously, he don't touch pitch if he ain't fit, and to the standard that Arteta wants his um, players to be, yeah. which I'm sure is much more than just being fit. Yeah, um, Arteta doesn't come across that one of them man to me like so mm. yeah he's got to be fit he's got to be sharp to get on that pitch position wise I'm thinking if Balogun goes yeah that leaves Eddie and um, Eddie and Gabriel Jesus up front we've spoken about it we spoke about it in the pod we've cut a video for it that's on the YouTube channel Trossard's in our opinion, it's probably better down the middle than mm-hmm. on the left wing. Yeah. So maybe Trossard maybe sneaks in as Gabriel Jesus' deputy, okay. maybe in front of Enketia as a striker next season, somewhat to accommodate Smith Rowe to then take that back up for Martinelli because that position is still mm-hmm. Martinelli's right now. Yeah. And he can he can rotate with Martinelli um, on the left wing. That's where we've seen him. That's where he's done the most damage in an Arsenal shirt, in my opinion. Yes, I think the season before Odegaard came in, or maybe the season we, we loaned Odegaard halfway through that season, Smith Rowe was pretty much integral to our team. Um, but he played a number of positions, mostly left off the left um, mm. then. But then he played false nine, like you said. He played number 10, as you said. Mm. I think it's left wing. That's that's his best position in terms of the sample size we have for what we've seen. Yeah, I think that's where he gets in. He's not getting in in front of Odegaard. No. He's not getting Odegaard tends to play on the right hand side of midfield, yeah. links up well with Saka. Smith Rowe in the past has linked up well with Saka, mm. but you're not displacing Odegaard yeah. unless Odegaard gets maybe like a long term injury, which obviously touch wood. We hope that that, that never happens. Yeah, word. So, yeah, left left wing is your best bet. This eight left eight position, mm. I think, is going to call into question his defensive attributes yeah. Yeah. and if he has that in him and right now I don't know if he has that in him I'm probably more likely to say no he doesn't than he does at the same time 
I'm thinking, are we are we hampering Smith Rowe by telling him to defend? Yeah. Like the guy has so much going forward. Mm. Do we want him defending? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that, I mean that's the whole thing. Is that's why I wait. Like you just mentioned there about Erdegaard, kind of he's like in the three man midfield, but he's at the same time part of the, like the front four because he's playing high to the right because of the left foot. And I'm just thinking, could Smith Rowe do that on the left side? So, if, for example, let's say Rice comes in and then you've got Partey and then Rice and then Smith Rowe's playing that high wide left, well, not high wide, but the part of the midfield three, but he's playing like that cam kind of role. Like Erdegaard does get back and does do the pressing, but he's not like in like the defensive, you know, you're not looking for him to be coming back and doing slide tackles, although of course he's still part of the midfield, but we don't know him renowned for being a defensive asset like that. So I'm thinking maybe he could do that because like you said, he linked up well with Saka. I think he's good in that little pocket of space, you know, in front of the D of the the penalty box and things like that. Um, So he could do that. Again, though, maybe that's giving Odegaard some rest because again, he's another one who didn't really rest this season either. So yeah, I don't think the left eight thing, I don't, I can't, you know, oh, Smith throws on the edge of the box and makes a great tackle. You know, it's good if it's a one-off, but I'm not, I just don't see it. I just, I don't see it. I don't think, you know, if we start teaching him to do all that, yeah, I, I think we're taken away from his game. And you never know. Some people have surprised us and adapted to different positions really well, but I think we've just seen enough to know that this guy is quality up top. You know, he doesn't need to be back there doing endurance running when his fitness is somehow, he's not really like a box-to-box kind of player as well. So, yeah. I just want to see the guy succeed, man. Likewise. Succeed. Yeah. Likewise. And, and like we said, at least the positive is that Arsenal don't have any intention of getting rid of him just yet. Um, it is a case of now they're keeping him. Yeah, like you said, knock on the boss's door and, you know, what's my role? What can I expect in terms of minutes? What do you want from me in terms of um, output? You know, yeah. set those kind of goals, set those kind of challenges. Um, yeah, it, and then we just have to go from there and see. Question for you, though. What if a Brighton or a Villa come in now? They slap 40 million. 40, they say 40 and 5 if we reach some some goals. What are you saying? I'm not selling him. Not Smith Rowe. Okay. No, not at this stage. If if okay. if this is if we have another similar season to what we just had with Smith Rowe next yeah. season, and then they came in with an offer like that, mm. we can talk. Yeah. But this is like we were saying, it's almost like redemption arc now. Like yeah. sink or swim. This is your chance. Yeah. Um so yeah. Hopefully, whatever role they have for him, um, yeah, they can they can make something work from it. Um, but that was the good news of the week. <laughs> um, now, to not necessarily bad news, but I guess somewhat concerning news. Yeah. Um, we heard um, that Saliba was offered a contract or what was being on the table was, you know, uh, a contract of around 120k a week, um, a vast improvement from the 40k that he's on apparently currently, mm-hmm. um, and maybe Saliba and his reps they took it as a slap in the face, like that. That's not enough. A player mm-hmm. of my caliber needs to be earning more, more 
people have said is akin to maybe a Saka, Martinelli wage, 180A to about 200 bags a week. It has been said that PSG are watching the situation. Like PSG are ready to, you know, back up the truck at his his yard, give him em- empty check, all of those cliches and write your numbers yeah. and how many zeros you want. Mm. Um, firstly, for you, if Arsenal can't get Saliba to sign a contract by the beginning of this season, 2023-24 season, would you sell him? Would you sell him before the window closes this summer if we can't get him to sign the contract? I'd have to do it a lot earlier than that because we need a, a, an amazing replacement and that might not take your time. Yeah, so it, it'd have to, I'd have to put a deadline on it for like middle of July or something at the max, you know? And even that might be pushing it because pre-season would start. No, that's even too late because the season starts, what, mid As in the actual competitive games? Yeah, competitive games. Early August. Early, yeah. So maybe even beginning of July, you know, or basically throughout this month, I'd say, yeah, we need to tie this up. So yeah, to that, I, w- I wouldn't want to sell him no, but if that was the case and it was like, we can't meet, then he has to go, he has to get out of the door early, early, early buff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, we yeah we can't be doing oh uh, 31st of August and Saliba's gone for 200 million great but you know who you, you, you bringing in in that time time period and you're not going to tell me Kivio's going to be playing or holding or you know God knows you know yeah I think the club would be a lot smarter than to try and let this stretch out especially because his value will start to tank um, from what we could get him I can't lie I don't think I would sell him. I, I, like, I wouldn't actively try to sell him. Yeah, yeah. If the offer came in, Saliba, um, 80 million, and he was refusing to sign mm. a contract, let's say a decent, like, say 180, 180K, um, and he didn't want to sign it. He wanted, I don't know how much more he'll want, but, mm. yeah. The offer would have to come in. I wouldn't actively try to sign him. I would, I would let him go on a free next year. Yeah, you would let him go on a free. I would let him go on a free because, and it sounds wild, but at the same time, it's. Mm. I don't know if that money means anything. If someone gives us um, 50, 60, 80 million for Saliba, who are we signing? Like, what centre back is out there? Who are we signing that's going to come in and hit the ground running? And it's not to say, like, obviously we could sign somebody and plug a hole and we might, he might not be as good as Saliba right now, but. For me, I think I would take my chances of maybe having a season, another season with Saliba, convincing him, maybe more money can appear that we can offer him. Maybe he would change his tune and stay. Mm. It sounds wild, but I don't think I would, I don't think I would sell him. I don't think I would force the move. I would, I'll just let it play out. It's already too late. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I, I hear what you're saying. I just think, I hear what you're saying. But the thing is that I feel like even if you had let it play out and we became, let's say we won the league and we won a cup, I think that would only make him want him, his team, want more money. You know, I think it's like, because again, like you mentioned with um, what other centre-back we bring in, I kind of believe there's always a player. There's always someone that can replace someone, whether it's always straight away like for like in terms of quality is to be debated. But I just think, it's like you can't, the asset is too valuable to say 
to go for a three. But at the same time, centre-backs are at such a premium. You know, what other, like now, if we just took two minutes to think about top quality centre-backs out there, you know, Saliba's probably going to be in the top 10 right now. And that's not even me being, you know, biased, I don't think. I think, you know, you ask most people, what other top centre-backs are out there at his age? <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right. But at yeah. the same time, in your hypothetical situation, you've said, if we keep Saliba and still go on to win a cup and a league, mm. then that is paid for. Really? Like, the, the, the winner's purse. And I know, yeah, you can still sell him and make money and all that kind of stuff. But it's paid for. Like, yeah. the gamble has been paid off. Yeah, I guess so. But I just, uh, yeah, I hear it. It's just, the problem is is that because he's been so integral and now we've seen him, that he's gotten injured and we, in effect, we lost a lot of our build-up. We lost a lot of our control at the back. So now it's even more so to feel like we need this guy. And will somebody else, could we say, if we just took out Saliba and placed with another good centre-back, could we still be at the level? And the answer will probably be potentially no because of what we've seen from Saliba. I just, I, it just makes me feel like, I feel like we're back in, I don't know, 11, 12, when we were letting all our stars go for, for Pence or for free. And recently with Aubameyang and Ozil and Kalasanatsis of the world and all these people that we just let go and we didn't get any value out of them other than their wages. And at this point, Saliba's on like, what, 30, 40K? It's not like say, oh yeah, well, at least we get the wage budget back. You know, that will just maybe go to part of help, like paying the cleaning crew. You know, it's just, it's not, I think we, it's either he signs or we get our money, we get some money and we just invest it in another area. But I will say, I don't think, I think he will sign. I think it's just a matter of he wants to be paid like a, who he is. And yeah. we're in a different place with the wages these days, you know. You don't think, oh, he hasn't even got to his mid-20s and he's asking for, you know, prime time payment. But he is who he is right now. Um, he is hot property. Let's just pay the guy. Of course, I'd love to keep it in the 120 range. You know, it's an amazing increase on his current salary, but he's looking to push towards the 200. He wants to be paid like one of the best players in the club. I'm hoping we can keep it in the 150 to 180 range with some maybe some good bonuses. And then we just move from there. But he looks happy. He looks connected to the club. He looks like he's, you know, really settled. He's now taken a positive look on the loan spell, especially to Marseille. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, just maybe dotting some I's and T's is my optimistic view. But, you know, Ornstein could just come up with a madness, you know, any any moment now and then everyone will be scrambling. But um, I think at the very least, Arsenal would have probably done everything they could. We're in a great position as a brand, as a team. Again, where would you, where else would you want to go? You know, or go to PSG and play, you know, potentially an important game in the Champions League. You know, maybe whoever they're battling with that season, be it Marseille or Lyon or Monaco, whoever, maybe play one important away game. There's no jeopardy. But I know I understand he's a French boy, might want to go back, you know, play with Mbappe. You know, I wouldn't mind that. But <laughs> you know, yeah, I I'm I'm hopeful that he will sign. But I think if we were to plan about him, you know, him not being here. We'd have to start shipping him off early, get on the phone to PSG straight away and be like, yeah, 120 mil, you know, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and that's the other thing. Because of how good he is, I don't think this being in his last 12 months really means a damn thing. 
No. Like, if people wanted him, they're going to cough up the money. Like, mm. so, and this is even more of my reason where it's like, if we got to that situation, and please, nobody take this out of context. I'm not saying we should sell Saliba. I'm not saying we should even play cat and mouse with him. Paul, you're saying that we should give him maybe tops 150. My guy, Stan Kroenke is not my dad. It's not my piece. I do <laughs> not care. Pay that man. If he wants 250K, I'm being so honest. Yeah. I don't I don't care. Pay him yeah. because I don't see who's replacing him. And that is that's that's the big enough issue in itself. Mm, yeah. Like we can get 120 million, like you're saying, for from PSG, who's replacing him? We'll be here yeah. scratching our heads. So if that man wants 180, 200 K, as high as 220, 240, 250 to be the top player, top earner in the club, I'm sorry. He he's he's pulled our trousers down and he's held us to ransom. We have to pay it. We have to pay it. <laughs> We as long as as long as we don't do anything stupid, we we're, it's two fifty k and a five year deal plus yeah. one or give him one of these prison sentences that Chelsea keep their seven year contract two hundred fifty k. I'm good. I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But that's 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 where it has to be. I'm not saying yeah. at all we should sell him. I'm expecting him to stay at Arsenal and I'm expecting Arsenal to do everything they can to keep him there. Mm. Now they know that one twenty is a disrespect and they feel slighted. Mm. Right, Mr. Saliba. What do you yeah. and people want? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Let's move on from this. And yeah. again, this is just us. We need to learn to do this stuff quicker. We yeah. can't be here 12 months out, you know, mm. thinking, or, you know, having creating content around this man going to stay. <laughs> it, it, it should be a given. It should be a given. Yeah. He's not, he's not respectfully. He's not holding. He's not El Nenny. These are mm. conversations we should be having. Like, yeah. this is a top player. We we, yeah. we nearly capitulated our, well, our whole season capitulated. Once he wasn't there. So, yeah, he has to stay. We have to pay him what he wants. Mm-hmm. And then we know that's that's another asset secured for the long-term future. Yeah. No, you make some good points. I think definitely if we're going to, you know, put him on the, on like 250, for example, you know, then we got we got to give him that 360 deal. You know, yeah. he, he, you know, we got, we got to say, yo, like, okay, cool. But you're standing a seven. You know, or you're signing a six or a, or a five plus one that we can activate at any time. You know, I actually listened to another, or I, I can't remember where I even heard it, but, um, you know, this is the first time we've been in the Champions League in seven or eight seasons. And now with the the contrast that we've been giving out, we're now getting back to having a Champions League-like team or first 11-13 with Champions League wages. And we can't drop out of the Champions League, you know, again, next season with these wages. So maybe put that in the contract that if, you know, okay, cool, you're on 250. If we drop out of the Champions League, you go down to 180, you know, something like that. So at least to keep the finances in their heads. I guess I only just think about the wages in the sense where it's like, you know, seasons go fast, you know. The fact that, you know, Saka signed like a four-year, um, I think then again, we're back here again in two seasons, you know. I kind of just want to have that in the back of the mind. And at the same time, you want to be able to say, okay, we've got room to go again. But I think maybe even my own limited thinking on wages, I still keep thinking 300K is like the the upper limit for, you know, generally speaking, that maybe we could play at Arsenal. But then, you know, you start thinking if Saka's on this, then we're going to have to start going north of 400K and, you know, and Saliba and Jesus if he stays and, you know, all these sort of players, you know. So I just feel like we've got to build room to say at least, okay, we can still go up to this upper like line of like 290, 300. But if he's already at 250, you're not going to say, yeah, we'll give you another 50K. He's going to be like double it. 
you know. So, but at the same time, you got to pay. You got to pay your best players. You just have to pay them what they're worth. That's it. You know, that's it. You know, if we want to be where we want to be, we're going to have to have these wage budgets. You know, look at, you know, I know we spoke about Harlan going, and they said fifty-one million, and you know, ah, it was not fifty-one million. <laughs> maybe double it or triple it. You know, with his wages and how much they paid to his dad and agent, like they paid. That's why they got the 150 million charges and all that stuff, you know? So we're going to have to, if we want to, we're going to have to be in that type of contract situation. Look at Madrid and what they play or their top players. I know we're not in the same financial standing, but we just have to be able to do things smartly. Um, but keeping Saliba is just, it's its not even a question. It's just, when is he signing the contract? You know, yeah. It, it is, yeah, we, we cannot lose him. Cannot. Pay the man what he wants. Pay the man what he wants. This shouldn't be a, a conversation for much longer. This shouldn't rumble into August. No. Pay him what he wants, so let's get this over and done with. Um, yeah, yeah, that that's um obviously you know the good news and like I say the concerning news of what's going on. Let's let's talk about the spec speculative news now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the speculative news being Declan Rice. Obviously, it's no secret that Arsenal are in the hunt for him. Some would say Arsenal are the front runners for Declan yeah. Rice. And I've seen some places go as far as say Declan Rice has a gentleman's agreement with Arsenal mm. that he is that he's coming. I mean, I've never believed in a, a gentleman's agreement when Arsenal's involved, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because you, you end up hearing those Arsenal Wenger stories of old. Um, I, I nearly signed this guy. <laughs> just, just ask him how close I was to him signing. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, so I I mean I just get the deal done is what we say. Um, it looks yeah. like Arsenal, um, most outlets are reporting that once um, West Ham have had their Europa um, Conference League final, um, Arsenal will launch this 90 million bid as it's mm. being reported. Um, we've heard in recent times, obviously it was like Arsenal, Man U, Chelsea, City, the big the big names in the league are after Declan mm. Rice. And we've heard in recent times Bayern Munich have mm. joined the fray of people that are interested in signing Declan Rice. Months. Now, Arsenal have Champions League. You know, mm. Chelsea don't. Um, Liverpool don't. City mm. do. United do. Bayern do. Um, so I guess that makes them a front runner among some teams. I think Newcastle's name is in this hat of signing Declan Rice as well. Mm. Do you think Arsenal can beat some of these teams? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more or less pointing at Bayern Munich, who obviously have great stature in the German league, win the league mm -hmm. every year without fail. Um, we'll be in the Champions Man, League every year be in the Champions League every year and Man City Man City are obviously perennial winners at this point mm. does, does Arsenal have what it takes to convince Declan Rice uh, to come to Arsenal and um, you know don't look at the other guys that are interested this is the best place for you I think we have the best I think if you kind of like if you if you presented the best case I think we would tick more boxes you know we're, we're, we're in London you know, east to north, you know, ain't that bad. You know, in terms of journey time, he might not have to move. I believe he's got young children or a young child. Mm. That might be, you know, again, kind of knock away the moving to Germany potentially or going to Manchester or wherever, Newcastle. Um, it's not a given that we'll be in the same position next season, but the signs are showing that we'll definitely be in and around it. We've got the Champions League football, a big test for him. There is a position a starting position opening up for him here you know we've 
I believe let it be known that he's like a number one priority as well. You know, you're hearing United potentially signing Mount for like 60, 70 million. You know, I know they've got more financial power than us, but again, that's quite a ways to go. And then if you're going to try and chuck another 100 on Declan Rice or so on around that area, Newcastle again, our, team, our team's better than theirs. You know, we've got better squads. You know, you've got players from England that you know there. I just think we've got a better package that we can sell to him. And I think we've got the best manager out of, yeah, okay, maybe to, to Kel, you know, he's a very good manager. I quite like him. Um, but yeah, I just feel like the overall case we can present is just better. You know, I'm not here for the gentleman's agreement. I think we'll be okay on the wages um, in terms of what we can offer him. Um, and yeah, I just, I know he doesn't really have any ties to Arsenal, but Chelsea are in the mud. And I don't know if he'd even want to go back there. I think they released him when he was like 14 and such. And, you know, he's gone over to West Ham and all that stuff. So um, United, again, I don't even know if they, he'd be better than some of their players, but do they need a player like him in their position? I don't know. Um, no, neither do I really care. Newcastle, again, it'd be good. But at the same time, you just don't know where, where they'll be, you know, what will happen. Because their team, again, while they've done very well, um, and they've been investing smartly. Again, you just don't know where they'll be. What, what if another manager comes in, doesn't like the look of him, or you know he's on the peripheral? But I believe I would have an idea for him. He can slot into that left eight role. He can, you know, party, you know, as good as he can be. Could potentially be on his way out. Yeah, I, I think I think we should. If I was Rice, I wouldn't be looking anywhere else but Arsenal. Uh, the only thing I guess is just more in the boardroom level, which is you know how much we're going to pay. West Ham to, to get the signature. I can't see any problem with the wages. Slap on him a good five, four year deal. Um, and yeah, come and, you can come and hold that number 41 if he wants over here or whatever he's wearing on his back. Uh, yeah, I just think it's it's, a, it's the right time as well. And if he goes with the, the trophy as well, you know, I, I think it just makes it easier for him to just be like, yeah, next stage of my career now, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's why it's very, um, you know, whether they win the, win the conference league or they don't, to be honest, mm. um, it's it's the end of the era. Like, yeah. West Ham can't afford for him to leave for free next season. Uh, we're here talking about Saliba leaving. Yeah. <laughs> West Ham cannot afford, not afford yeah. No. Like, um, because, yeah, there is no, there'll be nothing for them. They're not even going to be in conference league again next season, are they? No, they yeah. If they win, if they win, they'll be in the Europa League. Europa League, exactly. Yeah. So it's really, you know, time to cash out for them. Yeah. Them winning or losing the Conference League, of course. Like, um, if they win it, then all the better. He's won trophy now with West Ham. Mm -hmm. He can move on, knowing that you know he's done what he could as captain over there. He's left his mark, if you like. Yeah. If he doesn't where he knows like it wasn't meant to be. They were in the semi final of the same competition last season as well. Yeah. Um, you know, this could have been two conference leagues back to back, really, or yeah. whatever. Like, so, yeah, like you said, and I think that's that's the best way to put it. The package at Arsenal right now is outstanding. Yeah, it's outstanding for someone, especially like Declan Rice. Yeah, um, you know, we've got an English core there yeah. around. Um, exactly. You mentioned obviously Saka. He's spoken highly of in the past. Him and Eddie Nketiah were in that yeah. Chelsea team. Um, exactly. as, as used together so they know each other very well um, you know and more so Declan Rice as good as he is and has come to be in the last two three years right mm. 
respectfully, mm. he hasn't had a manager that can take him to the next level. That's that's an excellent point, hundred percent. Because he hasn't. There's no one who's actually coached anything new into his game or really taken the time out to be like, I think you could be better here. I think, I think he's just like go and do whatever you want, Declan. You know, because he's the star man. Like honestly, David Moyes has a type of football, mm. and he's playing in a certain type of team. So as good as what we're seeing from him there. In within that system, he can obviously, when we've coached correctly, do a lot more. He's 24 years old. Mm. Like, we signed Declan Rice on a four, five-year contract. We're sorted until he is, you know, yeah. literally, you know, in, in coming, maybe coming out of his prime or right in the middle of his prime yeah. as a player. Like, and this is what it's about. We have to future-proof ourselves. We're looking at a, a, a Premier League because I don't really believe he'll go to Bayern Munich. Like even yeah. if Arsenal don't get him, I don't think Bayern Munich's really a choice for him. Mm. Um, you know, United got peas and they're they're coming back up again, just how we have been. Man City obviously got money. Chelsea it may not be him for this season, but you know, Chelsea with the kind of money they have can just pluck someone from anywhere at any yeah. point. Mm. Um, Newcastle, richest club in the world, yeah. like. Liverpool actively looking to better their midfield. Yes, Although yeah. Declan Rice hasn't really come up in their in their, yeah, their shopping list. Yeah, but you know, they could get him at any time. Like we have to get this done. Like, because yeah. these other teams are swarming around, like, and the playing field is getting more and more even mm. every year. Like the, like you said, the package is best at Arsenal. Mm. Arteta. Can 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 make this guy go to another level. The best I've seen Declan Rice. Obviously, I don't I don't see him much for West Ham. Hmm. But is it the you Europe uh, Euros that England reached the final? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was that campaign. Mm. I said, nah, this guy is class, bro. And you know, I've never even when he was linked to us. I think it was more. I never really see him as a like. A, I guess because I'm biased because Arsenal typically go for good technical players. And he is more of a big space player. He's more of a carrier, you know, bombastic running in, sliding tackles and all that sort of stuff. So I was kind of just like, is he going to be able to hang? But for me, I'm thinking when you're in that West Ham midfield and you've got Thomas Suchek or whatever his name is to your right or left, um, I kind of rate Paqueta. But again, his first season in the Prem and then you get rotated in with these other like mediocre players, you know, quote unquote. Um, if you can now say, okay, don't worry about all that. We've got players who are doing their own thing. You just focus on this and really get Declan to really hone in on like a way of playing and not be trying to do everything, trying to score goals and defending and carrying the ball 50 yards and just being like, yeah, just do this for us. Yeah, I've really bought into him now. I've just watched some more videos on YouTube and things like that and just seeing what he can do. And if we're able to just add a bit more of a better attacking outlet and being a player who could, you know, play some more intricate one-twos and things like that. Yeah, the, the package at Arsenal. Like again, he could, if City put their hat in it and, you know, you go City, you're probably guaranteed two trophies a season, you know, or you're going to be in and there and abouts, you know. So, again, you can go there. You're probably going to pick up a Prem, pick up an FA Cup, maybe a Champions League. But I think if you're just thinking about something which is going to, you know, your legacy, because he could come to 
Arsenal and be an outstanding midfielder, maybe an out, a midfielder who is remembered for, for years after, if we get him on like a good four, five-year deal. I think that's better than going to see. Don't get me wrong. Trophies is currency. Don't get me wrong. And again, I've been crazy biased. I won't even hide it. But I just think the project is better. Pep's not going to be there for much longer. There'll be conversations that if he cops his Champions League, that all of a sudden he might be thinking about his future, you know? So, and with these charges coming, if Premier League say, yeah, we're docking you 30 points, yo, you know what I mean? He's not going to stay. And then City, regardless, their team is still good. Are players going to want to stay with that sort of thing? We don't know what that will look like for them. But irregardless, I just think we've got the best package. We are we were a team on the ascendancy. Again, nothing's written in stone, but we look good. The the brand, the way Arsenal have looked, the way we play football, you know, I think he could just really connect to our fans. And he's got a, a good personality from what I see from online and everything like that. So he'll just be he'll just be great and just give us some more steel in, in midfield, especially with the reports of Xhaka going. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because that could have been someone as a good kind of mentor to have in the team mm-hmm. alongside um, Declan. Um, I, I mean, I'll just I'll just wrap up the conversation on this. Mm. Um, will Arsenal beat the rest of those teams, the competition to Declan Rice? Arsenal need to beat the rest of those mm. teams to Declan Rice's signature. Because, you know, I say we all. All of these clubs in, involved, they've got 90 million, 100 million to spend this summer. You see what I mean? On a centre midfielder, clearly. Um, wage, wage right? wise, they've all got whatever it takes as well. Yeah. The statement it would make for Arsenal to drop that kind of money on a player, yeah. England international, yeah. going to walk into our team and start and be very good. He already knows the Premier League. He's just changing his shirt. He's going to yeah. be playing amongst much better players much better players like and he's going to receive a much better level of coaching what it means more than anything for Arsenal to get this done is is a statement of intent yeah so yeah more so will Arsenal beat um, these other clubs to Declan's signature Arsenal needs to beat these other clubs to just kind of show others like okay Arsenal Arsenal ain't missing around we're not missing around we're not gonna we're not saying oh yeah that was nice last season We'll see what happens this season. We're, we're going for the belly. And that, yeah, we need to, 100%. I mean, is there an amount which is too much for you? No, it's not my money. You do. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly speaking, like, they're already banding around 90 million, which, mm. I mean, England International always give you about 20 million on top of whatever your, your true price is. He's not worth 90 million, you know, point blank. You know, yeah. you know we know that. But again, you've got the English tax. You've got the state of the market. You know, it is what it is. I mean... Honest, no, yeah. like, he's not too far off. If, if this Caicedo is going for 70 mil... Yeah. Rice might be mm. about 80, 85 then. Yeah. So, yeah. let's be honest. Like, if, if I mean, we can only judge it by... And now the conversation is, is Caicedo worth 70 mil. But, like, you see what I mean? You just have to judge it by the closest kind of comparables. But, um, you yeah. know, also need to get this done. The, I, the, the shirts that Arsenal can sell with rice on the back as well. I don't even want to get into the commercial side of it. Yeah. It it just makes sense. Get yeah. it done. Get it done. Get, get it done. Get it done. Um, yeah, man. We've spoken about, you know, possible incomings, the current squad. Mm. Um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap up for today? 
Um, you know, it's funny that you just mentioned the commercial side of that. Um, and I'm kind of just going a bit left field. I was just thinking about Balogun. And I was just thinking the commercial side for having, he's going to be America's number nine moving forward for many a year. I haven't heard of any other good American striker. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now that he's changed allegiances, I just think, I have a funny feeling that we're not going to let go of him. I feel like with the Cronkies being obviously American, and he's now saying, I'm playing for you, man. You know, there might be a bit of an allegiance there and he's going to sell shirts. He could sell shirts. I mean, I don't know what it means for our striking. I just don't feel like it's an area which, even though a lot of our us gooners have spoken about upgrading striker or adding a different dimension, I just don't see it happening. I just don't, I just don't see it happening. And maybe keeping Balogun about is a good way to get some commercial success out of it and kind of give him a go. But will he want to kind of hang around and play the odd league cup and, you know, because there is going to be a hierarchy. So, you know, with Eddie possibly still knocking about. But yeah, maybe we'll get into it another. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting when he comes back from loan and, you know, all the all the noise is that he's not on kind of going out for another loan. He's not on sticking yeah. around if he ain't going to play. At the very least, I think we would have to get rid of Inketia for him to stay. Yeah. Or, yeah, basically, um, what's the word? Reducing Enketia's time, telling Ketia that you're the third choice and Balogun's second choice. And I don't know how any of them are not going to take that conversation. Balogun doesn't sound even like he wants to come and play second fiddle at Arsenal. Yeah. It's or nothing. When you've been the main man and you've been at France and you've been banging goals, obviously the flip side of it is that French tax, you know, yeah. is, you know, um, what is, what's 20 goals in Prem, in Prem, Prem money? You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. And will he ever be at a higher value than he is right now? You know, yeah. he's gone to France, he's banged goals. Other teams, maybe in Germany, maybe in the Prem, will think, well, we could, we could maybe take a go on him. You know, he comes and he spends a season at Arsenal and he doesn't do anything. Then all of a sudden he's lost 10, 15 mil on his value. So, yeah, it's probably the best time to sell him. Um but yeah, it was just a thought. I, I just thought, oh yeah, maybe it'd be like from a commercial point of view, it wouldn't be terrible to keep him, but hey ho. Look, give me twenty million for Balogun, fifty million for Tierney, and that's rice nearly paid off. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. You know what again, number side note, I heard that Newcastle are trying to move like, oh, because of um they 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 can't shell out big peas and blah blah blah. I've just been reading some other Arsenal Twitter pages and, you know, Newcastle are saying they can't go to where Arsenal want to go with the feelings. Brother, if Arsenal do this gentleman, we're a gentleman club, I want to see us move ruthless. You're the richest club in the world. Big man, if you're not picking up the phone and telling me 45, 50 M's, 40 at a stretch, um, don't even holler me. And I'm Edu, I'm like, how much? Yeah, okay. Dead, dead, the, call, dead the phone? Yeah, yeah, drop the call. Dead, dead drop the call. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be very interesting come the end of the summer to see how we've done in terms of selling our players. Yeah, it's always a big conversation. Do we know how to extrapolate enough money for our our players? But yeah, we are only at the beginning of the summer. The transfer window hasn't Indeed. even technically opened yet, so right. we'll see how we get on with all of that. Um, as per normal, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Tell a friend about the Cannon Club podcast, especially if they're Arsenal fans. Um, obviously we've got a lot of um, content coming out so you guys can get involved with that if you're um, watching the, the little videos are putting up on YouTube make sure you're subscribing to the channel as well 
um, and drop us a comment and get involved so we can chat about whatever the topic is we're talking about. And um, of course, your podcasts are available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Leave a review, leave a five-star review if you've really enjoyed it. Let the people know um, how good the podcast is as well. Um, any last things, Paul, before we get out of here? No, man, you said it all, bro. Just keep keep locked in with us. Um, we keep the content flowing for you guys. And yeah, just continue to rock with us. Um, and yeah, let's just see how, how this summer goes. Monumental summer for the Arsenal. Bryce and Kaiseido. Except no substitutions, except nothing else. That's it. That's it, bro. That's guys, it. we'll see you later on this week in the next one. Peace. Peace. Oi, look at our tennis squad. We just got on a pitch and we say it off. I used to just want to get top four, but we're up now when I want a lot more. If we quit now, it was all for nothing. They talk big, but we call them bluffing. We can call no more discussion. This season's all or nothing. Bukayo, that's our boy. I told you that Saka's a star boy. Tech time, could we come?